Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Romulus and Remus Hill Lived at the top of Washita Bend Mom died, they laid her down And quickly took to squabbling over this one's mind If you take that, then you'll never be my brother This is Schmitty, and you are listening to Talking Schmidt, podcast that comes out every Tuesday, generally about skateboarding, but sometimes we have musicians or sometimes we have eclectic, just random folk coming in. So don't always expect a skater, but more than likely there will be skateboarding influence. I got a lot of shop stickers behind me, skate shops. If you're not up there, send them to me. I'm repping plus, plus today from Orlando because my guest, and this is the part that you want to listen to, Evan fucking Smith. Really stoked to finally fucking get our windows closed, our doors locked, and both of us uninterrupted at the same time. We're going to see how much time we get, but I'm really looking forward to it. I think you should be too. Big love. Oh my motherfucking god. Who does Schmitty got on the show today? Not the skater of the year. Not the skater of the decade. 
but the skater of the motherfucking cosmos. From taking Street League to another level and making style okay again, to big spin 360 ollie nose grabs over fences, this guy will go down as my favorite skater of all motherfucking time, along with Phil Shaw. Evan Smith, you are my motherfucking hero, and I am so glad you're on the pod. I know when that hotline bling, that can only mean one thing. Enjoy. Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden, and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. I love Blue Plate. Head on down to your local shop. All right, kids, here we go. The one, the only Starhead Body. Hey, this is Evan Smith here, and we're talking Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cars turn. Our big dog's in. Schmitty. 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. That's called go to the hospital, bitch. I be <laughs> shit my pants. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. It's right. about the one. The one. The one. Who's this guy? Thinks he's tough shit. What's up? We're tastemakers. Come on, Schmitty. What the fuck? I'm here for Greg Smith. Yeah! Schmitty. Schmitty! Recording in progress, literally. <laughs> I got my fucking plus Orlando, bro. Oh, that is just absolute respect, Mr. <laughs> <Mr>. Schmidt. <laughs> How are you? Dude, absolutely fired up right now, dude. Working <laughs> new Grimple video. Dude. You're making, a, you're making uh, music for the video? Yeah, I'm working oh, on a working on a song right now. Got the profit out. Sick. Just kind of converted the the living room into a little studio for ten days. Whoa, where are you? Uh, I'm here in Long Beach, but um, oh. I I actually moved out of Long Beach about like a year and a half ago. I've been uh, living on the Mesa in uh, Taos, New Mexico. Oh shit! How's that? It is a wild experience, dude. I mean, once the world kind of shut down and everyone started going cuckoo bananas, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> and uh, it led me to meetings, meeting uh, my girl. And then I moved out to the Mesa and we've been running a 24 volt solar setup and hauling our own water. There's no grid there. So we're off the grid. Whoa. And- doing a lot of gardening and just like, yeah, living far out somewhere where nobody can ever find you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I did. You build a little something to skate. Um, we're actually working on a ramp right now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you travel so much, you're skating plenty. So probably when you're home, you're just like, I want to kick it with my girl. Yeah. Kick it chill. And then, I mean, I've had a lot of injuries and stuff like that. So I get fired up on trips and just go really, really hard. And then when it comes down to like have a week or two off, it's kind of like let the metal in my bones settle, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, me too, dude. My fucking like when the winter comes, I feel all the metal in my bones. I'm like, (laughs) ah, 
don't get younger, dude. They say that. And then <sighs> I think I'd have the same legs ever since I was a little squirt, but no, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. How that's... About you? What have you been up to my man? Well, I'm coming off two and a half months of marital life. Um, me and my girlfriend got married. And uh, so that's been that's been the big news, really. I mean, like you said, the world went cuckoo and it was right. Dude, this is a crazy one. I fucking moved in with my girl. I think it was 10 days before the lockdown. Holy cannoli. What a time. <laughs> Like jump into a, like a house with somebody, but it wasn't a house. It was a one bedroom apartment. Holy shit! That's basically what we're doing. We I moved in with my girl, and we're living in two trailers. Yeah, the it it helps you kind of um, accelerate your feelings. Like, is this gonna work or not? Like, you know, real quick. Like, if you're getting into shit about the toothpaste or whatever random crap that oh, comes yeah. up, and how you guys deal with your indifferences. That shit yeah. goes like, you know, instantly you're like, dude, we, I can't go anywhere. You can't kick me yeah. out of here. We're on lockdown. <laughs> no, exactly. That's the thing. And I mean, I fall in love and the world takes you to different places when you open your heart. Right. But then living is a completely different thing, you know, and that ends up like ruining a lot of people's relationship or the potential of like what type of person they're going to be with because they'll shove each other in an apartment like you guys did and they'll really get the true testament and um, as the world's been in shambles so many people have gotten divorces and you know it's just been like the rates of all types of crazy stuff you know yeah i'm guessing like the mental uh whatever the like the mentally ill has increased dramatically I, i'm guessing pharmaceuticals are through the roof like oh, yeah. here in san francisco and i heard la too i haven't been down there but homeless is just huge right now it's it's yep. so sad like to see so i mean sf's always kind of had the problem but right now it's like real problem dude it's happening the world is definitely turning on some strange one but i'm really holding space for everybody out there and trying to keep a positive mental attitude you know pma is everything that's what if we gotta do if you don't have it then you're just gonna get stuck drinking yourself in the hole and dude you know how many people we lost to you know drugs and alcohol and depression and suicide and yeah you know that's one one thing that needs to be said to the public is that if you need help reach out talk to your friends you know right and like and not in a real sense like don't just like reach out on fucking uh, dm on social media like actually yeah. reach out call someone be like hey i'm not doing so good like can can i get a homie you know right. that's what that's what friends are for and that's what life's about is like being there for each other on that level you know yeah dude i mean it, it's been obviously hard in a lot of ways but what i've been gravitating towards is like i wasn't really like that too much but then like you lose a bro you lose a bro you get a lockdown you lose another bro all of a sudden you're like dude i got if i don't keep it positive i could easily go down the rabbit hole of hell like that's that's too easy like i want to challenge so you, like the challenge is to keep it positive <laughs> dude, totally it's totally not fair man i don't want like i don't want to lose anybody else you yeah know? absolutely like, I think our skateboard community is a place where a lot of people come from broken homes and they find their family here in skateboarding, you know, mm -hmm. I know that for me, for sure. And for a lot of my friends, my close buddies, and 
I don't know. It's just like, that's the family to lean on, especially when, you know, things get tough, you know, right. but I'm, on a positive note, you just got to keep that heart open, be out there, be out for all your homies, you know, and keep that head high and the world will come back. It will. Yeah. Did we you, are a human race. Did you always kind of have that vibe? Like ever since I known you, you have it Were your parents kind of instrumental in that kind of stuff or like, who would you give credit for the, you know, who you are? Uh, dude, I would say like, yeah, we had, we had some, some, uh, some definitely some hard times in our family, you know, and, um, that goes down to my mom and my pops and they're down in Florida mm. and they're alive, they're healthy, they're doing well, but you know, being them being separated at a young age and, Same. you know, going in and out of apartments. And I used to live with my nightstands used to be beds, you know, cause we, we had gotten evicted. We weren't very fortunate we'd get evicted from a lot of apartments and my like little nightstands were just boxes, you know? And I, and then I just flip my stuff right into the box and pack up and go. And we had this vagabond lifestyle. Me and my mom like to call it. Wow. And it really like taught us that nothing is permanent and nothing, and everything's fleeting and, you know, to really, really like count blessings for your life and who you are. Mm -hmm. And then Danny Montoya comes through with the listen skateboard crew and I met him at the skate park and Danny invited me on a tour and was that was your like, first no. tour? Yeah, it was my first tour. It was like Brian Brown, uh, Rodrigo Peterson, Rob G, Danny Montoya, Nate Fantasia from Houston, Jose Pereira. And uh, yeah. And I just was like, dude, it's, it's, it's go time. You know? So I hit my mom up and I'm like, Hey, I'm dropping out of school. I'm going on tour. <laughs> Dude, let me call your uncle because my uncle's Mike Sparanza used to be a pro skateboarder. And and he was like, I remember hearing the fucking phone call like it was yesterday. He was like, uh, my mom goes, hey, Mike, does he have it? You know, is is he going to drop out of school and ruin his life? Uh, and my, my uncle fully believed in me. He was like, yeah, he, he's got it. He's going to be there and he will he will take this skateboarding to this far of reach as he could. You know, I can see you doing this. Yes. And I remember like being like, yes, thank you, Uncle Mike. And then dropped out of school, got on tour, went up the went up the East Coast, went on another tour up the West Coast. And then that was my lead in, you know, that was my straight lead in. And they took me under my wing or under their wing, you know. OK. And that's what skateboarding is about. That's why it's such a family is like now. I just started a skateboard brand, you know, Uma Landsleds. Yeah. And now I'm being able to give back to people like Roman Pabich in my so tech. So sick. And like, it's full circle, you know? Yeah. It's just like such a beautiful thing that like we have going. And like, I mean, I think all the pros out there should know that, that it's your responsibility to give back to the youth and give them opportunity to rise, you know? Mm. That Pavage thing looked rad. I wish I could have been there. I love the Pavage whole family rips. Mom, yeah. dad, Cedric, Roman. I like instantly loved them. Like I barely knew them and I already loved them. Like I had uh, the mom on the podcast even. It was and she's so cool. And like, I don't Dude, know, she, she just opened so up to bad. me about a bunch of cool stuff and we vibed and I, I love them a lot. And now. With the 2020 Mother of the Year, Lisa Pavich. 
My first impression was the board graphics. I was super attracted to the art and I thought how fucking cool is this match for our son to be associated with a company that values art as well as the people they have on the team. So first it was the art that drew me in. Then somehow I heard Evan was very strange, which sparked my brain into doing a little research. Then I'm super intuitive about certain people and when they might be born. I somehow guessed Evan was a winter soul and to my great surprise, I was right. And in fact, we share the same birthday week. I always enjoy meeting people of like mind. I pretty quickly assumed that strange was accurate. It's like a match that the universe created. I thought I could have never come up with this one. I felt genuinely grateful that Evan appreciated Roman. Finally, he found his crew. And then, of course, I knew of his reputation in the skate world and his importance within the industry. So that was really impressive. So when I finally got met Evan right before Roman's pro surprise party, we hugged and it felt like we've known each other for many years, maybe lifetimes. His energy is real and I couldn't think of a better company or people that our family is associated with and I wouldn't have expected anything less of Evan's character before meeting him. Some people say people like us born during this particular week are not of this planet. I would have to agree with them. Love you, my friend, with all your strangeness. Yeah, they got a really, really cool family. And, you know, the parents, they sacrificed a lot to let their kids, you know, be skateboarders because, you know, when you're a young kid, like, that's the thing. You Everyone in school is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then, like, you say a pro skater and they're like, what? Like, what is that? I want to be a fireman or a doctor or, like, I want to abide by the system. Well, it's like we have this itch inside of us that allows us to fucking just like, ah! you know, <laughs> like a skateboard session, you know what it's like. Shit goes off. And like, I feed off of Cody. I feed off of Pabbage, you know, ah. when we get it together, it is like really, really ripping. And that's the foundation of the brand, you know? And like, th- those are the things that we're, we're, we're going to need in our skateboard industry. You know, we're really going to need that energy. I think it's the most important thing that'll keep us alive in the world of like the Olympics and all these headphone people skating alone. And like, yeah, community, it's a family, it's a place, you know, I feel that. And I feel also like I talk to people a lot about it. It's like, you know, you want to talk about the Olympics and these things that maybe zoomies or whatever, that maybe you don't look at as like, that's not what skateboarding is about. Right. So, but you think of life as a teeter totter. So like those things bring it down and then we have to like level it out. Like, and guess what skateboarding teaches you about balance. You just influence somebody. We got a yin there. Yang. When I turned 30, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. 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 The the scales, you know, I thought it was so important to tag this on my arm because balance is everything in life. Right. 
and it's a part of skateboarding. It's part of physics about gravity, the way the planet moves. You know, it's a really, really deep embedded thing. See, oh yeah, it gets deep. Oh, see, I'm not dogging the Olympics or nothing. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really cool. A big spread for skateboarding. I'm uh, I'm stoked that we're allowed to open up a new skateboard brand when the world's really, really looking at skateboarding and seeing right. what it is. But our job is to hold the flag for all the lost boys, you know? Like there are the people that will hit the podium, you know, but the lost boys, that's where it's at. That's yeah. where like everybody <laughs> out there needs to know is that like, this is our safe place, you know? Right. No, hundred percent. Like I, I, people ask me all the time, like, what do you think about the Olympics? What do you think about Olympics? You almost just don't even want to discuss it. Cause it's just like, whatever. But in my mind, I'm like, look, dude, if Corey Juno ends up on the box cover of Wheaties, I'm cool. Like, I've watched that guy grow up as a kid and like all of a sudden, you know, like this is an opportunity for my friends and, you know, like some of my friends enter contests and this is the ultimate contest. So there you go. Do I think the Olympics handled it properly? Maybe not. And probably not, but like, that's not on us. We got to just get there, be a part of it and then teach them how to do it better. And it'll evolve like we all do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it, like I said, there's, there's no bagging. Everything that we can be involved in as an industry and as a skateboard family, let's push it. But at the same time, let's question that shit. Like yeah. it's in our heritage and in our blood. Don't like abide by all your taxes and all your government. You know what I mean? Don't just like ABC your life, like have some opinion, have some personality, you know, fine, <laughs> you know. Oh, 100%. Yeah, man. I just what I would love for them to do is fucking take a city hill, block it off and just have races down the hill and whoever wins wins. That's it. No judges. First guy to the bottom wins. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, People would love that shit. Like if you could block off like, you know, the Dolores bomb or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Dude, a death like in the Olympics would be like, <laughs> they'd like be too scared. They'd be like, what did we sign up for? <laughs> It'd be like watching a toboggan thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Bobsled, toboggan, yeah. the luge, just head first down. Dude, on your insane, <laughs> dude. I mean, that is a fundamental part of our skateboard history. You know, like that should have been the first. Thing. Um, Sorry about that. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right, we're in. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Um, I was wondering though. Okay. So, Check this. You were on Element and then a bunch of dudes left Element and you were just kind of like floating around, like skating for Grimple Sticks, doing your own thing. How did the name Uma, how did this whole concept come up? How did like the thought process come up where it's like, these are the dudes I want. This is the name. And like, let's do it. Well, actually, it's a great question. Um, That all kind of happened organically. Before we signed up to, you know, you know, ride for Element and everything, me and Cole Matthews and Shout out. a couple other people, we were in Berlin underneath the staircase and we're like, you know, do, do we want to start a skateboard brand if, instead of like, you know, diving into this? And um, dude, obviously our first inclination was like, yes, that would be fucking fantastic. You know, right. yeah, and we already had like started dreaming names. We've been dreaming names for the past ten years. You know oh, what okay. I mean? No. You got like a but, group text, like just thought of this. Everyone's dude, like, ooh, see some <laughs> of the names that we had come up for this brand. It was so fun just being creative and free in that. But at the end of the conversation, we had realized that we didn't have any money. 
<laughs> and that is a huge, huge part of it. Right. And so Element, you know, they totally opened up their doors to us and as like a crew. And so we went in there and we helped shift the dynamic a little bit more towards like, you know, a core skate brand. <clears throat> and that led up through Future Nature into the Peace video, which John Minor ended up making. Mm. And it was just a beautiful transition and everything. But with all great things, like it's time to keep pushing that forward, you know? Like it is a really, really respectful thing to do is to say, okay, cool. Who are the new guys that are going to come up on Element? Let's give them a little bit of like space and time and let's move to a new situation where one, we can create a safety net. You know what I mean? And we can take care of each other with a safety net, with our own brand, making our own uh, um, um, opinions and our own schedules and our own videos and everything. Mm -hmm. And so it totally just had led from like, oh, we actually financially can't do that to like, all right, it's almost time. We had saved a lot of money. And then, you know, we launched the brand through Mesa Distribution because there was an opening there and we can actually manufacture. Mm. Now, doing this stuff in a pandemic is not easy. Fuck. <laughs> you know? No, I know. Boards are so hard to get right now. Oh, yeah. But really, really blessings for Bearback for picking up a lot of the pieces where we couldn't have because... Um, that was just the, the, that was the only way it could actually be possible. We didn't want to just make, you know, shitty skateboards. We wanted to make skateboards that are going to last and that are going to actually work good. Plus we want to make shapes. Right. And the dream was we, all, we know so many rad artists. How can we incorporate these artists into our life? How can we incorporate Thomas Campbell into our daily skateboarding? How can we incorporate Nathaniel Russell? Shout out. You know, two of my artist right there that i'm yeah. you know, personally just a i've been a, just a huge fan and then i became a little bit closer with thomas when he was doing the yield destruction okay you know yeah that was his 16 millimeter film that he actually I, toured it the diy one live, right yeah he had live bands playing scores live to the to the track because it's 16 millimeter you know there's no sound she was tight wow. so you would just like have like a really rad band scoring it live while you're watching this film and it was just this beautiful artistic perspective and that just really inspired me on such another level and then Amazing. the opportunity about the launch came about and then as far as the team goes my dream was to always you know start off by turning a girl pro because the, there isn't so many uh, at least 10 years ago, there wasn't so many girls in the real limelight of skateboarding. Right. Yeah. And thank God for social media. I've been seeing more and more women skateboarding and it's really, really amazing. This is an all inclusive, you know, industry. This is a place where we can all be safe, all shapes, all sizes, all colors, all races, gay, anything you want. This is your safe spot, you know, Yeah. this is where you can be held high and, I was like, dude, if we're launching this company, like I want to turn my tape pro, but, and that's how I want to launch it, you know? Oh, and then dude, it actually worked out. We got her boards made. And then next thing you know, my tape is on the map. How did you, how did you come up with her? I just been a huge fan forever. You know, I got to visit Europe a lot through my travels and uh -huh. dude, she's just like, probably one of the coolest skateboarders to watch, you know, in person, the way she pushes, the way she cruises it. She reminds me of like a modern day Gons where okay. like she's free and she can just like, 
slap to whatever she wants and it's all thick and then her personality is just through the roof dude like the smile on this girl is just like absolute you know i need to get her on the pod if she's down i I love i'm a fan too were you did you have a personal relationship before it started or like were you guys talking or was it like i hope she's down type of vibe well totally i mean we've been you know chatting off and on like just through the years, like skating, we'd always just meet up and shred. And then okay. we came through Paris to premiere the peace video. And she actually came to the premiere. So we were hanging out and doing our thing. And I was just like, man, like you are the fucking coolest. Like I got your back no matter what. Like maybe talk to her a little bit about the, po- the potential of doing it, like starting a brand. But you never know, like when you're starting a brand, like it needs to really happen before you can like invite someone yeah you You don't want to get false hopes but yeah that was like the that was the first kind of situation that had like made it like all right this is like something new something fresh but it took a little bit of time because i didn't want to like go in on something alone you know Mm -hmm. and i hit up cody chapman and i was like dude i have this idea like i really would love to start a brand you know, with you being one of the lead pros and it would just be like really cool if we can keep it simple, just me and you. And then right when we kind of launch, we can, you know, have my day and it would just kind of be really small crew. But like, I know Cody and my and myself, we get along on like a whole other level, you know? And it's like, that's that feeding skateboard energy thing. And, and, you know, when things feel right, they feel right. And, so Cody was like, dude, I don't know. Like, you know, what are you doing? Provoking the stoke. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't know. Like, we don't <laughs> know. Like, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I fucking super down. I'm down for the art. I'm down for the fucking Thomas Campbell. I'm down for Nat Russell. I'm down for Mason dist- distribution. And like, let's go. You know, hit the pay phone. What up? And I was like, dude, all right, then it's a go. And then I called up. You know, Dylan Christopher, I was like, dude, do you want to be our TM? Like, come on, like, we need a TM, you know, and Rad. then boom, ABC. And then now it's a now it's a live living organism. Are you thinking um, treating the whole thing like a dynamic where if you're to bring somebody new onto the team, like everybody's got to agree before? Like, it's not just like this person rips. It's like, no, how do we get along with them also? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, the, the van in skateboarding van dynamic is like the most important thing. Right. Like, do you want to like jump in a van with somebody that you're like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> no, you want to get on tour and be stoked and you want to feel free to be yourself so that you can skateboard the best that you can. Sure. You know? Yeah. And so that's definitely the like thing. It's like, of course, dude, it needs to be all inclusive, you know, like uh decision between everyone that's, on on the company you know i feel like to me that's like one of the most obvious things but that a lot of companies don't do it they just go like this dude rips this dude rips he rips she rips we got the vert guy this guy here it is and it's like nobody likes each other and everybody's like what the fuck is this whereas like if you got like baker or something all those dudes are homies they're skating (laughs) together all and you just feel it and see it and you're like that is skateboarding friends totally exactly and you and we can't lose sight of that, too, because, I mean, we are working for a big industry and it's growing and more and more people are picking up skateboards. And that's crazy. And so, like, the fact to have Uma Landslides as like 
a piece and a part of it. Like that is a dream. You know, I always want to give back to skateboarding like it has done for me, you know, yeah. really, really blessed my life with the opportunity to feel happy and to feel like I can make my creative endeavor something that I can put out there and not completely be dead ass broke. And that's the thing is for all the kids out there, there is a place for you, you know, how do you create this? You know, well, you got a good video part. You're skating to some good music, you know, put that shit out there. Get yourself out there. Don't be scared. Like you have to try, you have to jump in the van with people you don't know sometimes. Little Timmy, you might go in there and drown. And they will teach you the way. I know. Yeah. They will. Yeah. <laughs> You'll learn real quick what to not oh, yeah. do. Oh, <laughs> you might not learn what to do, but you'll learn what not to do. <laughs> oh, you're all on it. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> how did, so how did the Uma landslides, what is that? Where's that dynamic from? Like, it's not a reference to Uma Thurman, right? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We had actually joked a lot once like, we settled on a name. Because I was uh, like, dude, what if you got Una Ferrar on Uma Landsleds? It would be almost cooler than the first girl on girl skateboards. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly, dude. That's yeah, no, I always talk about it. I'm like, can we make an Uma Thurman graphic? Like, yeah. what is up? <laughs> but, but no, it was... It was kind of um, Thomas Campbell's like, just like secret, blah, you know, he's like, dude, don't like make a name that's like real something like leave it open ended, like Uma, like, what do you think of like Uma? And like me and Cody, we actually go, um, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. That's sick. Yeah, dog. And so like. Some people call it UMA and ah. so it doesn't, I don't think that like a name necessarily what I've learned through that 10 year endeavor of trying to find a really nice name. Uh -huh. I don't think it necessarily really, really matters. If you understand the feeling and you understand the art. I skateboard, but I'm an artist. I love art and I love you. And you understand that it's a progression of these people and what are they trying to accomplish? What are they trying to do? And yeah, so it's more that's what we've been focusing on, you know. We okay. don't even have a logo. Like just the words are a logo, you okay. know. Cuz that's what I was thinking is like you're you're dealing with two fucking pretty like these aren't just a regular artist guys. These are two artists that are excelling in what they do and they take a lot of thought to what they do. So in my mind I'm like the first thing as an artist and I'm not an artist, but I'm just thinking along what they would think is like, how's this going to look? What font do we use? What script is this going to look cool on a sticker? Is this going to look cool on the top of the board? Like, are those things coming to mind when you're thinking of the names? I always trip on like when you come up with a name, the name's rad, but like, oh, shit, it might not look cool on a sticker like this long, like, you know, so like you got to like put all this weird shit. And I as as working with artists you got that part taken care of because they're like, nah, we got it. Don't even trip on that. Yeah. No, it's just like a per personal interpretation thing. I think like that's what the cool part about going into galleries is, is that you might see just a name like Jesus Centennial Dragon Head. Is that, is that real? And that's like the name of the piece, you know? And you're looking at it and you're like, well, there's no dragons, you know, like, but it gives you a feeling, you know, say, uh -huh. say, Andy Warhol, and he's doing a piece on, you know, how 
you know, the meat production companies are just like X amount of government bullshit. And he'll like make these really political pieces. But when you see the art, you're like, Ooh, that's a feeling. That's Andy Warhol. You know, every time you look at a can of tomato soup, don't you feel that? Uh, he didn't call it Andy's Campbell's soup art. Right. He just left it up to a personal interpretation of feeling something that you can relate to personally. Okay. And that's kind of like where rock and roll is and music and all that stuff too. It's a, it's like a, a thread of what they call log rhythmics and mm. the spectrum of sound from the low frequencies to the high frequencies. So when you're like tuning a PA for a live show or something, you make sure you go through all those frequencies and you make sure all your microphones are lined up correctly to it. Uh. Same thing is with art. I mean, like certain colors work together. Certain lines look cool. Right. Certain crossing of lines doesn't look good. Yeah. And that all is going to be personal interpretation as an artist and as a viewer. Right. Um, that's a cool part about what we do. And that huh. goes to our skateboarding too. I mean, we skate, we put in hours fucking launching our carcasses downstairs. And then next thing you know, you know, you put some music to it and then it creates this fabric. And then you're like, oh, Cairo Foster. And most people that have like gouges right there and there should be blood coming out, but I just have gouges. You know? You're like, oh, built to spill. Uh, like, oh, like that yeah. is beautiful, you know? So, you know, you know, that interpretation of it. That's uh that part sticks out a lot to me, actually. I'm on I'm on the same page with you. Cairo's mm -hmm. uh, trans world part with built to spill is mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna. Oh man, it gives dude, me like goosebumps sometimes. Dude, it just makes me be really, really proud to be a skateboarder. Yeah. What are you doing with the company besides ripping the shit out of every spot on your skateboard? Are you doing any other things like be beside behind the? Are you computing at all? Are you like doing any sales or like are you ideas man? Like what what part? What role do you have? Um, dude, actually. I just started jumping in on meetings um, to help Andy Jenkins with a little bit of the creative direction. Okay. Uh, I really, really love everything that he's doing as far as like the layout of the art and everything like that. But it's cool. He, he's always like, dude, I just want people to bounce shit off of and like collaborate with. And, you know, I just did a little bit of art today. We, we started making newspapers that we insert in the boards in the cellophane. So oh. then you get a little bit of some bonus in our, in our, in our, Boards, I love that. Mm. And they open up huge into these large art art pieces. And it's just like, yeah, really rad. And it's really those little simple things really go far. So and uh anytime you have a cool idea, I'm always looking on um social and stuff for new artists to work with and just different people that like we resonate with and that mm. I think would be cool, you know, to work with and expand the brand and and then use this platform as a way to get their art out there and our skating out there and yeah, yeah just let the let the skating sell the stuff like not don't complicate it too much you know it's we're not like you know doing rocket science here right you know? <laughs> just yeah. making rad art rad skateboards and keep I just it want fun right like it has to be fun yeah yeah you know you know how that is definitely yeah um <laughs> So what do we got for your home? Do you call Florida your home or Pittsburgh your home? Or like, where are you, where do you, are they both kind of, or like what I never, cause I know you kind of were raised 
partly in Florida and then moved to Pittsburgh. Is that right? Yeah, I was in Florida, you know, till I was about 16. But every summer I'd go up and visit my uncle. And one summer he just invited me to, he's like, hey, do you want to learn how to build a skate park? And I was like, yep. And so I went up, I jumped on the crew and we did construction for five months, made a huge skate park. And then I just didn't leave. I just was like, dude, I'm going to stay and skate the, the park. And I just stayed there even through the winters. And then we started working on our music venue, Mr. Small's Theater. And that is huge. You know, we have national touring acts coming through there. So it was just like 14 years. You were years. doing sound, right? <clears throat> Up in construction. Oh, this is the guy we're looking for. You know, electrical and walls and just the whole <laughs> thing. You know, it was like a really rad experience to actually learn how to like become a carpenter, you know? Yeah. And like that type of knowledge, you can't really get like in a book, you just be on a, a crew, you know? And so, yeah, I learned how to use some tools and stuck around Pittsburgh. I started learning how to play rock and roll. And um, now I'm in a band with the drummer from All Them Witches rocking out. And Damn. it's just like crazy. Like, yes, you feel vulnerable when you try to get yourself into these types of situations. Like, I didn't know how to use a hammer the first time I got to a crew. Yeah. But I learned how to denail an entire pile of wood by the end of the day. Yeah. You know? And the same thing goes, like I got in the studio with these really advanced musicians and I was super vulnerable, but I think it's just about putting yourself out there, trying, trying uh -huh. to hit some new notes. And now I'm a lead singer for UV Ways. And it's Woo! just like, it's, that's insane, you know? And I, I really re resonate with the music. It's like heavy stoner rock. Okay. And it's like... Some really cool stuff. We have we have one album out now on Spotify, which is like we kind of made it in like a weekend. It was just <laughs> like really ebb and flowing mushroom trip type of thing. And then eventually we went back into the studio. We finited our sound. And now the second album, UV Ways 2, is 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 really, really cool. I'm really excited for the launch and the world to hear it. You know, huh. when's that? Um, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to be done by spring. Okay. Yeah. Sick, dude. Yep. Are I you just still playing instruments or just singing? Oh yeah. I definitely play like guitar and keys and like bass. I'm not like the best drummer, but like, I totally like play instruments. Like I'm working on this Grimple song right now and I'm playing, you know, all the stuff, keys, drum pad, bass, um, guitar, and, um, and then putting some vocals on top of it. And that's just like, I don't know, in music, I see it as like I'm a producer, like I'm not like a virtuoso musician. I just produce sounds that and feelings that I think, you know, like the mm. art stuff we were talking about, something to portray a feeling. No, I was going to say, have you ever jammed with Frankie? Frankie will uh, play the drums every once oh, in a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm supposed to play a, a, a random skate rock gig with Frankie and phelps was on lead guitar oh. and I, I was on vocals for like half of it and then frank didn't show up for the gig <laughs> he was just like nah and like and then jake picked a random drummer who was so insane we had like <laughs> just met him that night it was like Where this, is this this was in um 
Ecuador. Oh, shit. Yeah, and it was, it was a straight South American surprise, you know? And this drummer starts <laughs> ripping. I was like, Jake, give me the guitar. Like, And so I give him the microphone. The crowd's just like going full bonanzas. We start ripping the show. I'm like playing guitar. Like there, there's a bunch of like footage of it in that key, in the keto edit, um, the Ecuador edit Spitfire video. Mm. Um, I'm like playing, we're doing our thing. And dude, the like venue owner was like, you guys got to stop. Like people are going too crazy. I was like, dude, you fucking wanted us to play. Like people are moshing, getting stomped out. People are passing out. Oh, like, I remember crowd surfing off the stage into the rafters and going up to the backstage, which was, which was above everything else, <laughs> like climbing up and then like people throwing us beers up through the ceiling and then mm. the cops showing up in a full raid happening, like at least 20 cops on motorcycles, like cleared out the entire venue and like, it was just like a riot in the streets and like people were like fighting against the cops and dude, it was, we played for a minute and a half <laughs> oh, and that shit. in the middle of this, like we're like, you know, a minute and a half in, and this was like the ending point. Like I, I remember Jake, like saw this girl across the crowd and she started walking towards him and he started looking at her when you hit party time. And then eventually that's that photo or, Dude, he just went up to her and just kissed her. And then the crowd went even crazier than a riot happened. It was like he was told like, me about that. He was like, dude, felt per charm. I don't know how it happened, but uh. it was insane, dude. Like fucking rock and motherfucking roll, dude. Um, rules. RIP to my man. I think about him every day. Obviously, you've never lived in this body. Same. They got they put up the uh, still watching billboard in San Francisco. They didn't, even, they didn't even tell me. And I'm just out on a walk. It's eight blocks from my house oh, that's I'm on a walk. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like staring at me. And now every morning I kind of yeah. walk. I'm like, the old man's still haunting me. Oh, yeah. And he, you probably just grabbed a bottle and just threw <laughs> I want, dude, I wanted to so bad. Uh what what do you remember like your first encounter with him? Do you remember like one of the first times meeting Jake? I mean, I had met him around and stuff, but we jumped on a Spitfire trip with Beastone through like Zurich and it, like CK was on it, Stone, like Lou Lopez, and like dude, it was just like the whole crew. John Alden took care of everybody. Ah, uh, Ashad too, right? God and dude, yeah, the list goes on. You know, Raven, Grant, like it was just a, the squad. And um, dude, we had so much fun. We like, I think we started off the tour in like Milan, oh. and like me and Preston had like dropped acid inside of a <laughs> truck, and then the end of the night came and we were acid dropping off the dump truck. Oh, <laughs> was, oh my goodness. It was so fucking crazy. And then, you know, Preston and Jake were rooming and I just would pass out on the floor. And like, he was just really real with me always about everything. You know, he was really tapping and always be really real. So we would sit like early mornings, like peace time would wake up at like five 30 and like dump his cards and edit footage and stuff. Yeah. He'd wake up and he'd, be, he'd try to get me every day. He'd be like, hey, Evs, Evs, wake up, wake up. We got to tell you something. And he'd be like, Pss. he'd crack him. 
<laughs> I'd be like, what, dude? Like, <laughs> Here, take a rip first. I got you. <laughs> and like, dude, it was just so fun. Like, and I really resonate with, you know, Stone and Phelps Heavy. My, my favorite P-Stone one, though, before I go on is on that tour, I think like John Alden and Preston had gotten into like this fist fight and I was like mediating the whole situation. Oh. It was just like heated for a second, but homie style. Like it wasn't like a crazy thing. We just had to get it out real quick. And then it was just all love. Uh-huh. Go back to the house and it's like five in the morning. Me and P-Stone are like finally finding a place to pass out. He's like laying on the hardwood floor. I'm like laying on the hardwood floor next to him. He's like <laughs> facing the other way. I like finally start dozing off and I just hear like <laughs> he just rips. <laughs> He's just recording for like a minute and a half and laughing. And then dude, everybody just woke up and we just started the day. We just didn't even sleep. <laughs> we just like got up at six, fired it back up, fucking dumped the cards, got back in the van, went skating all day. You know, like yeah. Oh, man. I there love, was, there I was love. no one more proud of their farts than P-Stone, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it was so funny. He'd drink so much damn beer that he'd have these crazy farts. And all the European brews are just like really malted. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I, I wasn't there for, but he told me this story is the best. Because I don't know if you know this, but he always carried a, um like a garbage bag in his uh, camera bag uh-huh. and I was like what the hell is that for and he's like ha. one time I was on a train in Japan I really had to take a shit <laughs> he's like thing came in handy I actually shit in the bag on the train I was oh like are you so he's like he's got all these techniques with his fucking cut the tops of the socks for wipes and stuff <laughs> like, Dude, oh yeah Dude, the funniest thing is he'd always bring big red on a trip you know that was his big thrasher oh yeah back. And he'd have that thing over his shoulder, camera bag on the back, and just pushing through the whole city all day, you know? <sighs> and I remember, like, one time, like, he, like, was filming, and he's over there in the bushes, like, doing his thing. I saw Big Red, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is in here, dude? <laughs> I opened it up. He had a fucking huge monkey wrench in there. <laughs> he had a fucking r- a rim of a car tire. <laughs> dude, like, all these crazy cables that, like, I don't know. Like I know sound and music, dude. I don't, I don't know. What kind of, they weren't RCA cables. They weren't XLR cables. It was just like, what is all this? He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make some with those apps. Don't worry about. It. <laughs> like, like oh my god, dude. <laughs> like they had a wrench, a big ass monkey wrench, skating around on his back all day. I was like, dude, you are insane. If we get past 1:30 a.m., look out. He had that for so long, but he's like, you know what? I got that's even I've had longer. And he pulls out his wallet. He's like, my uncle gave this to me. Eighth oh. grade. And he's oh, like, my still, God. I was like, there's no fucking way you got a wallet from and eighth grade. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and you know that's valid, too. When you're yeah. talking about the Preston, he doesn't just make this shit up. Know. You know what I mean? Like that's him- how I thought of Jake when I first met him. I was like, this is the world's biggest liar. Like, everything <laughs> yeah. he said was so like mind blowing. And you're like, no, 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 this is real. And then you just have one experience with him and you're like, Oops, everything he said is real. Tyshawn Jones, sucker. Holy it's shit. Insane. This yes. guy lives that life. It's insane. It's valid. Like, it's fucked, man. I don't understand how he can live 
such a charismatic life. You know what I mean? And he yeah. had love for everybody. But everybody was like, fuck you, Jake. <laughs> you know, at one point oh, in your entire life, dude, you'd he have told like me, man. I swear to God, he told me so many times. He was like, Smitty, watch when I'm dead. Everybody's going to come out of the woodworks and say how rad Felper was. All these guys that hate me. I was like, they got a billboard fucking in SF. So Ding. straight up <laughs> predicted that one. It's so crazy. Uh, it's yeah. just really cool that we could pick up on, you know, talking Schmidt because, you know, some of the last times that we spent together, me, you and him were, you know, on the radio show. And yeah, yeah. You know, those are some really beautiful times. I remember one time he didn't Dude. show up and then Frankie G did it for him. That's- that's how Frank got involved was that time yeah. was we're like, dude, Evan's here. We, uh, what do we do? Frank, are you down? And he was like, and then next thing you know, it was, yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah. Like that sparked it for me. Like Jake would have me kind of be the production, the sound, the Baba buoy or whatever. And yeah. I was, and I was like, Whoa, this is rad. Like I should try to do this on, you know, my side deal or something. And then yeah. I was doing it for about a year and then he, like P-Stone was already gone, but Jake uh, passed. And I was like, so like, why couldn't I have like at least got him? Like, cause we always talked about, but it was just, yeah. oh, we'll do it eventually. And then that was a bummer for me. Cause I was, I, there's a lot of things. I know so much about the guys from being with them so much, but there's so many yeah. questions I had. Like, I just wanted to get into a couple of things, but fuck yeah, I miss it. I'm really, really thankful and grateful that you had, picked up right where he left off with that stuff because um the interviews that you're doing with people they're just great and it's really great to see people's personalities where they're at in their current state and Mm. how they're contributing to skating in the world and i mean the questions you're you're at you're asking the things that you're doing and the people you have on the show it's just really great so i'm a big fan i'm really proud of you i love talking Ah. Fuck, dude. I appreciate that so much. I'm I'm really stoked that you're here and that we're having this moment because uh we've been talking about it and our schedules are and then it's like that was crazy. Oh, here it goes. It, it, so. Cracking off at least though, dude. Like at least we have something going, dude. Like yeah. I don't want to get stuck ever because I don't know if I I don't, I don't know if I can actually live with myself if I didn't have something to do. I know, I know the feeling like I Groundhog's Day is not that fun. Dude, it really sucked. <laughs> so I'm yeah. not skating. I'm making a tune. You know, I'm working. I'm doing construction, you know, or thinking about the next project or the next trick or, you know, you just got to keep your mind going. You got to keep yourself escalating. Right. So like that early uh, stuff with your folks and stuff, that kind of like shaped who you were with the no hotels and everything. Like, it's just like, dude, I don't need much. I can. Well, let's go. Dude, like, yeah, that was, that's what makes you the perfect road dog for skate trips is you're just like, I mean, are you do you collect anything? I can't imagine that. you Do you have a collection somewhere like do you ship stuff to a certain like uh, your family member's house has all your stuff or do you not have that much stuff? Um, Well, definitely like I have a small obsession with little metal objects. When I was a kid, I used to just walk around the streets and like pick up little metal objects and like build shit out of them and stuff. Yeah, and like, that kind of stuck with me. Like, I know that sounds like kind of fried or anything, but it's the little things in life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, so you don't collect boards or anything? 
Um, totally. Yeah. If I see a graphic that I got to have, you know, like I got, I got my Winkowski board, like on my wall in my room, you know, like it's one of my favorite graphics I've ever seen. Uh, and, you know, and then dude, just more and more people start making stuff and being involved with, you know, Grimple sticks. And like, when I saw the night hammer, I was like, I have to have that. Like, yes. So yeah. I would definitely walk out of trips with like stacks of boards and like random, like keychains that had like little toy cars on them and you know like, just little, things, like little novelty items that when i look at them i feel really like the nostalgia of that trip and the vibe oh dude absolutely you know? yeah then, i went on a trip with peter hewitt years ago um and it was i think our first trip together and at the end of the trip or somewhere in the trip he gave me this little hot wheel and i still got it like in on my book like i'm like i was like pete gave me that like so early on i it's like I know what you mean. You know what I'm talking about, too. Those are the little things that keep you going on the daily. When you get a little bit down or something, you see that Hot Wheel car and you're like, oh, I'm going to fire it up. Like, yeah, yeah. Fire <laughs> up. I'm going to stand up, take a couple deep breaths, hit a stretch, and I'm going to just launch my skateboard down the street, you know? Absolutely. Are you guys, do you got any uh, new age games you're playing on the road? Is there any van uh, shenanigans? It's like a stand, like we always did the what game with the beers, but is there anything like that that you guys got going that you're doing to help pass time or anything? Dude, it's just constant antics. You know what it's like in the van. Every <laughs> trip has a different one, dude. <laughs> it's something every trip, dude. Yeah. So I, I try not to like try to bring too much from the other trips because sometimes you like, you want to create the new thing. You want to feel the new thing. Where are you at with this crew? You know? Right. And, and skateboarding is like that. You jump from van to van. It's a situation, a situation, to skate park, to skate park. And, you know, we all like the same music and we all, so we're always playing this game. It's pretty fun. It's like you sing a little hook. It's called hooks. You sing a hook of a song and then somebody's got to guess it. And if they uh -huh. guess it, then, so if you go like, since you've been gone, <laughs> like, okay and like, then, you say the artist then it would be your turn to pick the hook and then you just keep that going for hours it's like a kind of a, a skate camp type of vibe thing but yeah we used to have something similar where we would play a song and be like whose video part like we would play that oh. built this bill song and be like who who skated to this and you're like cairo yeah yeah and now that into the big three like who skated to it there's uh, something who skates her and then their last trick. I can't just oh. think of it. So you gotta, you gotta guess like all the fun. Oh yeah. What part who skated to it and their last trick, I think. Okay. So that's saying, Cairo Foster trans world video, Nolly hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's like, that's fun, you know? And like, it's, that's the shit is like keeping that stuff going you know those band antics and those little things they they keep you going on those long drives you know what's one of your opposite king of the road trips that was like maybe like the most like if you were going with tony hawk style like where you're just living almost a five-star dream like it's like whoa do you get those does dc give you any of those or like what's, what say. yeah, yeah. One time you've been to Dubai or somewhere where you're just like, oh, what? I mean, <laughs> but um, we toured through like Southeast Asia and um, the rep Huddy, he had like put us up in really nice like spots. And it was just like a really crazy situation. I was still pretty young. And, you know, like, like I said, coming from a couple like, you know, hard times and then jumping into this, it, it felt like 
you know, I, I don't, I was, I was like, dude, I don't even know if I deserve this. Like, this is just like really special and beautiful. And, and then we'd be traveling around to these skate spots, which were just so good. And so the combination of like being treated good and like eating nice food and then them taking care of like our bar tabs and like, mm-hmm. like that, you're just like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. we skateboarders, like we should not be like, I want to be in the stand on King of the Road, you know? That's what I want to be. be trying to get some points and doing some random shit that might ruin my career, you know? <laughs> uh, speaking of King of the Road, I was thinking about this today. Um, the, the, what was it? Nolly Trey handrail. The fucking Shane O'Neill Nolly Trey front board. Now I, Shane, do that was, shit. Was that the first King of the Road you went on? Yeah, that was before it got covered by Viceland. Okay, so when when the book gets open and you're looking through that stuff, had you ever thought about that trick in your mind, or was this like, whoa, look at this? And then you started trying to like figure out, like, is this even possible, dude? That's exactly what happens. Is like there is so many like curveball, you know, challenges, and uh-huh. just it, the miscellaneous challenges are insane. You know, like grossest thing eaten and like. All the <laughs> pooping out of this tree into a shoe, <laughs> dude. Like, our, like so many crazy situations. Like, fucking goddamn it, this yeah. is crazy. But then there was just like, there was like a five forty body jar, you know, and that was one that I really wanted to do, but I didn't have the courage to do it. But then after King of the Road came around, I kind of figured out that you got to alley oop it. You can't just like go long ways and then body jar and then go yeah. airball. You want to kind of go up front side, then start turning backside, and that'll put you right over the lip and then whoop, hit your tail, you know? I could see that. Yeah. And so I was like, dude, it opened up my mind to definitely so many new possibilities. And, you know, on long trips, I definitely think that um, it's about, you know, inventiveness and, you know, inventing new ideas or taking heritage tricks and trying to put your spin on it and hitting your tail harder you know going mm. high you know doing things like that and that's what's cool about skating is you know there's been so many tricks that have been invented over the years that it's just like i i'm still seeing people invent new things i still see new skateboarding you know oh, it's, yeah it's an open-ended book that's what makes it so beautiful yeah i mean like i don't even know how long ago but i remember like people being like what more can be done it was like that was a long time ago it's like a lot more can be done oh yeah don't, don't you Welcome worry about that 2022 <laughs> so, 2021 thrasher magazine covers i mean are you fucking kidding me like you and <laughs> t-funk just put yourselves both into my top five favorite covers of all time dude t-funk's cover oh t-funk's cover God. is still not real dude it's, it's still not, not real like, <laughs> like i can't i've never been able to just carve the big bench yeah you no know, i just i just never figured it out never uh, skipped long enough to do it i and, couldn't believe when i saw the photo because i had heard about it i was like no way did he do it okay but if he did do it i think i know how he did he rode up and did a quick ollie and kept riding and then I saw the photo. I was like, "Wait, he ollied the whole." F- no, he ollied the and whole. And he's thing. in the air above the. Li- You're just like, 
dude, it's a, he did it like it's a channel. And apparently <laughs> he saw the footage and he said, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah, Frank I, told I, me the same. I was like, oh, my he said God. He did legit, legit. And I appreciate the, the compliment, dude. I've been looking at the, the Bay Bridge, Ollie, for my yeah. entire life, you know, since the we first gotta time. T- we we got to talk about that. Yeah. Dude, it was just like. Like holy. every time you would come to the city, you would kind of, you would notice that? I'd just be like, dude, you can ride on that little truss and then you can ollie over the little U part and then go down the fucking rolling. You know, it's like perfectly set up to do it. Uh-huh. And uh, I never obviously had the courage to because. One, I, I figured and calculated that, of course, you're going to go to jail. Like, <laughs> first things first is you're going to get arrested on the bridge. So what we had to do is we had to sacrifice that concept, you know, and I told Packy before, it's like, hey, we're, we're definitely proud. We're, we drove up from Southern California and then we did it on the way into the city. And I was like, dude, we're, we're not going to make it to like the house, like, we're going to be in jail for the night. Just prepare yourself. And sure enough, dude, we, we get the photo. And what do you do though? First, do you drive onto treasure Island, park the car and like you guys like sets out angles and stuff. And then, well, we talked about it the whole drive up, you know, and it was totally yeah, like pull on a treasure Island walk. And then you have to cross the Bay bridge in, you know, full traffic. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I, the, <laughs> six o'clock when like, traffic is as thick as possible and moving as slow as possible, Ah. you know, so that people, if my board shoots over or if I fall off the bridge or something Mm -hmm. like that, it would just be like a little bit less than cars going 70 past us. (laughs) So the time ended up being good. The sun was going down really foggy day. You couldn't even see the photo, but I always thought it was like the hero picture where you'd get the Ollie, the bridge, and then SF to the right, you Uh. know? Yeah, but it was really cool. It ended up being really spooky. And so uh, we do the thing we walk and I was like, all right, Pappy, let's go. Let's get it. And like I went up to the one on the right and I was like, dude, it's totally possible. Like I just like rode on it. I just jumped it with my feet and I was like, dude, let's go to the one. Let's go to the other side, you know, for the photo. And he we, we crossed traffic. We stopped cars, like did our thing there. And nonetheless, there's cameras looking at the bridge coming out of the tunnel you know so it's like you're not going to be able to really like get away with it like yeah I was this like, is post 9-11 there's security or, fucking cameras and, everywhere and there was this sick blm movement where they shut the bridge down the week weekend before oh and they right protest across the bridge or something and so like it was like a really touchy situation so the cops pulled out there you know we got the photo did our thing. I started trying to do kickflips over it and I got, I got kind of close and I was like, dude, we got to get this kickflip. Like I got hyped, you know? And, um, like I like landed on my foot on one and I was like, Oh dude, we got to keep trying. Yeah. Ray was across the street and Cody was across the street and, um, or excuse me, Rye. And he's like, cops, Rye's like cops, cops, cops. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, all right, it's our time, you know, and I'm on the truss. Packy's like on the sidewalk. Packy takes his camera, puts it in his bag, and he didn't like take the memory card out and put it in his pocket. So the cops arrested us. They ended up pulling their weapons and we're like, no, no, no. We know we're getting arrested. Like, this is illegal. Like, it's all good. And they're like, dude, you guys are stupid. Like yelling at us. Okay. And we're like, dude, we know, like, I already know like what we're doing here. And then like, I get in 
I get in the, the cop car and I'm handcuffed in the front seat. Like, I don't know what the, there's like this new protocol. And so I'm like right next to the cop. Hmm. And he's like, how stupid can you be? And I was like, dude, like, no, like we're shooting a photo that I've always wanted to do. Like you can't relate with it. And then he's like, you know, everything you say is being recorded. And I was like, good. I was like, do you want to hear what we do for our friends and our family in skateboarding? What do you do for your squad at the cop thing? Nothing. Everybody does their job. They go home. Like oh. we, I was just telling them about the youth of skateboarding and, you know, our, our like centerpiece and like all the stuff that we've been talking about. Yeah. And he, by the end of it, he switched off the thing and he was like, dude, actually that was crazy. I'm like back in it. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. So we get to the cop station. They had confiscated the camera with the memory card. They took it to an evidence locker and Packy's in a different car. And so I look out the window and I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, just like mouthing. He's just like so upset. He's like, they just took like all of his equipment, you know, and that's how he makes shooting photos. So right. just so upset. He didn't even realize that that was going to be a part of it. Plus they had the photo in the evidence locker. Uh huh. Took us to jail. And the entire time we're like, dude, how do we get our camera back? Like we're just trying to get our camera back. And they're like, Oh, you're gonna have to have to settle that up with a certain blah, blah, blah. But they took us to 850 Bryant, which is a pretty legendary Frisco icon and i remember jake telling me stories about 850 brian and getting locked up there and stuff rbl posse dog (laughs) and um me and Packy got put in the same like holding cell and he like lightened up he's like okay this is gonna be fine i'm like dude we got this you know and in the cell there was a brown paper bag it was the only thing in the cell and so we passed like five hours of time like making paper airplanes like shooting spitballs at the door, <laughs> like just like trying to get sandwiches because they actually had like these insanely good turkey sandwiches. Really? Yeah. And so we were like trying to get sandwiches from the guards. And then we took our mug shots and like everything was actually okay. You know, like we were fine. We ended up getting let out with a court date and we still didn't get have the camera at that point. And the court, the court date was about a month and a half afterwards. So he had to buy a new camera, which I helped him with that because I'm completely responsible for the situation. I, you know, I told him that whatever he needs, let me try to help. And he like, it's like, all right, gets a new camera, does his shooting for the month or whatever. We go back, we get all tightened up in our suits, ready to see the judge and see what our actual real sentence is. And if we're actually going to be able to get the memory card and, at that point, he's like, I don't care about the camera. I just want the memory card. He's like, I just need that photo, you know? Yeah. And we walk in, our case ended up being dismissed. They didn't oh, even, we didn't even see the judge. And then we go to the, the DE, the DE, no, D, whatever it is. There's another department that the evidence locker was in. The and DA. The DA. District attorney. Yeah, 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 exactly. The DA. Yeah. And we're at the DA's office trying to explain to him, like, hey, we need to get our stuff back. And they like wouldn't let us get it. We had to go through like a couple hoops. And then finally we get the camera. Packy runs down the sidewalk, like full 
naked in a suit, like giddy as a schoolgirl, just yelling at the top of his lungs. We open up the, the camera, memory card still in there, photos still on it, sent it right to Burnett. And we're just like, oh, my God, like we didn't even expect him to run it as a cover. Like we just wanted to get it. And like I figured it'd be in the mag. That's worth it. You know, uh-huh. And like I'm just going to publicly say, Burnett, thank you so much, because that just means that meant the world to me, you know, to be right. able to get my fourth Thrasher cover in 2021, you know, when I'm starting a new brand during a pandemic and it's Alex Papke's first cover. That rules. And, what a wonder. He ro- raised the bar. He went Pat Duffy on covers. Now he, he raised his bar too high for his first Dude, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm so proud of that moment. I'm so proud of him. Dude, I'm proud of you guys too. I mean, yeah. Rye didn't have to go to jail though because he was on the other side. Is that right? Yes. That's the thing is like Rye and Cody were on the other side and they hid behind the barrier. So the intro of Punch a Hole in the Sky is Rye being like, Cody like shh, shh. <laughs> Cody filming through the hole of the barrier, Papke getting arrested, and then them like jetting when the cops took off. And like they pulled it. And while we're in the car, they were like, We know you're in a van. Like, who else are you with? You know what I mean? And like yeah. we both like, didn't give them any information. And oh like God, that's we, so pulled, we pulled it. And, and it's because of Rye, it's because of Papke, it's because of Dylan, Cody. Mm. Like, and that was Roman's first trip too oh so shit using the van too like hyping it up the whole way and like what a cool thing really, to be a part of yeah really yeah experience and then when it when it got ran i was in new mexico and my 1968 ford chevy dump truck the alternator blew out and i'm on the side of the highway trying to fix my truck i got wrenches and i get a text message and it's just a photo of the cover and I almost got up and like jumped into traffic. Like I didn't even know what to do. Like I was so excited, dude, because at Plus Orlando, a buddy of ours, he had he had put blow-ups of all my covers, and it was three. And then there's a a a, a, po- a slave poster holding the fourth spot for like the fourth cover. No way. So for like the last three years, I've been trying, you know, to obviously to get a cover to fill the spot yeah and uh, it was just like ah! and then like the homies and now like it's hung with the other covers and it's just like ah uh, dream come true you know what was your first cover my first ever cover was shot by rodent for skateboard mag skateboard mag yeah the skateboard mag and it was a front side ollie in a full pipe and he shot it with a round lens oh um so it's like a crazy perspective yep um, my my first Thrasher cover was the Ollie over in Oakland, right? Trail in Oakland down the that rolling. And then the second was the kickflip wall ride in Philadelphia, shot by Blayback. Shout oh, out. Yeah. Yeah, so it was Brooch, Blayback, and then uh Burn Dog, the backside 540 with the dirtboard. Yeah, and then this is the last one, Alex Papi on the Bay Bridge. Uh, that first Thrasher cover that you ollied over is like a Jed Hertzler spot, I think. Like he 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 didn't ollie into it, but he rode down, I think, and slapped me into it. Yeah, he dropped into it. 
it was right around the corner from Dylan Christopher's parents' house. Oh, and shit. So, okay. So he was just like, dude, I want you to check this spot out. I think you can go all over the rail. Was that the same weekend that you came and we skated Miley together? Yeah. Yeah. Same weekend. Dude, what a, that was a huge weekend. And we skated that yeah. uh, all the over the rail, the downhill. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not there anymore. But uh, dude. dude, yeah, that was the first time I hit the top ropes at Miley, too. That was that my really- first time meeting Marius, actually, I think. Or not uh, Marius. Yeah. Uh, Matters. Matters. I have a YouTube channel. That's <laughs> another right. M from Euro. Yeah, yeah, Matters. Remember, he was skating there too with you, at Miley. Yeah, he got wow. the crook fakie over the corner that day as well. Dude, that. Well, okay, 2021, getting back to the original thing. This <laughs> year has been super crazy because obviously, pandemic, lockdown, mask, no mask, politics, no politics, everything we all know about. Take everybody's girlfriend. But mm-hmm. somehow what people aren't realizing is I think Thrasher had the best year of covers I've seen in a long while, which tells me that skateboarding is on fire, kids. And oh, what yeah. I want to know from you is who is going to be skater of the year? Who are our picks for fucking who are like going to be the final five or like who's in there? I mean, we got to I think from my perspective, Uto maybe is in there. He's, oh, yeah. He's, he's had one. Yeah. Big time. Um, I would personally hope as well, too, um, that Pedro Delfino and another and another one was Kyle Walker. I know he's been Scotty before, but his part was yeah. so next level. Uh, I mean, like I was just thankful that like the Uma video came out before Kyle's video <laughs> brought the heat hey there was so many good parts this year and and the thing i always say is if you want skater of the year which is already kind of a weird thing like running for skater of the year i never gravitated towards that i think it's just skate all year and whoever you know you'll figure it out but if you drop a part in january or february it's going to be hard to remember you because there's a lot of parts that come in between then and november but uh, like Ryan Desenzo, Mark Suchu, uh, Chima, Chima's part was That's sick. What I'm saying. I mean, Chima could be like Sodi. Yeah. Dude, that part was just as heavy too. Like so many legendary things. And if you skate some of that stuff in Australia, it's gnarly. You know? Right. No, like, I know. Spots are not easy. That double set Ollie is probably the longest Ollie I've ever seen. It was fucked up. It was fucked up. And like, Dude, the level of skateboarding is rising <clears throat> and now everyone and their mom can do like a triple kickflip and land primo on a flat bar and like grind it and then go into dark slide and then like three show. <laughs> Tony Hawk's <laughs> video game became reality. It's crazy. Dude, um, yeah. What do you what did you do to us? <laughs> well, from my perspective, and I know I'm a little biased, but I work at Thrasher and I've lived my whole life in the Bay Area and I have a lot of love for San Francisco. Oh, yeah. When I see somebody come to my town and get the cover in my town. You and T-Funk are definitely in the running for Sodi for me. T-Funk is like, dude, I've seen a lot of his footage that he has right now and it's so crazy. Is he going to drop that before this year? Dude, I hope so. I have no idea. 
He but, is but, he's crazy though, huh? Like even that what was it the Supreme video where he hits that corner going Mach five and then like Ollie's onto a front wall ride. Oh. <laughs> just, just like what? No, that was Baker. That was Baker video. Okay, Baker, Baker, yeah. And dude, I mean, like, just all the stuff he's doing is like really natural to him. And he's really personally really happy. He's been living in SF and he's been like skating out. He's been bombing hills nonstop. And mm. it's just like, I see him being free and, you know, as a friend and a, and a fan, that's all I could hope for. And it's showing in his skating and his clips. Like he's so badass, dude. Like, I mean that he's up there, up there on the list, big time, you know, yeah, who else? We got a couple other contenders out there. I mean, like, there's yeah. just like hard to jog my mind. Cause I just been like, you know, watching so much good skateboarding this year. Yeah. I mean, like you said, so from, Here's how I look at it. And this this isn't how it works, but just how it works for me is once you get Sodi, like Ashad could be scared of the year every year, but I don't put him in my list because I'm mm -hmm. thinking of like this is a year for like Wes Kramer, like you know, like that was his year. Like, let's give it to oh, Wes. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. even though maybe Ashad could have been it that year, like oh, yeah. some of these guys could be scared of the year every year, is what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, and, it's Chris Cole and Danny way are the only two to ever get it twice. So I don't think yeah. it's something that they really want to do too often. I don't know. I, I mean, Desenzo had a super gnarly part oh, early, yeah. early in the year. He's always fucking going buck. Um, dude, I hope he wins trick of the year. At least do that. Trey flip was insane. Yeah. The, the ditch, right. Mm -hmm. And I bet, uh, I mean, just looking at like the wide shot of how little he looks like a little bug, just like tray flipping off and then landing in the humongous, unforgiving bank headed right towards a river. I got know? so much love and respect for Desenzo because of one one thing he has done with us, which was amazing. When Felper ordered the biggest kickflip like a pizza, he's like, Ryan, you're coming up. I got the double set. You're kick flipping it and it's going to be fucking New Year's Eve. Wow. <laughs> and boom, there he is. And there we yeah. are. And it, he made it. And it was just like, woo. Not Dude. a lot of people are going to come through like that. That boy can skateboard. It is yeah. insane, dude. Yeah, I've always been a big fan. And he's a good kid, you know. He's a yeah. really smile on his face. And, and then Yuto, for me, is just so well-rounded. Like, when I saw that he could skate vert the way he does, I was like, ooh. Yeah. I mean, he, we know how good he is in the streets, but he can Imagine skate everything. He won the Olympics and got skater in the year. Dude, it would be crazy. Like, I kind of feel like winning the Olympics might have kind of, I'm not saying this from a thrasher representation. I'm just saying <laughs> this as a bro, but it might have lost him some points for Sodi for winning. Yeah, as crazy as that may sound. He's already taken care of at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all metal representing, you know? Yeah. I really love that um, that we have this in our in our community here in skating that, you know, you can bust your fucking ass and you will get represented accordingly. Yeah. And if you if you're fucking off, then you're not going to get represented accordingly. So it makes us as professionals really on our toes and ready to huck our shit. You know, I got it. I got to give a shout out to uh I, I asked for some questions from the gram and I got oh, cool. one from lying low skate shop in Wisconsin. And he asked, uh, 
what brand of guitar would your signature starhead body axe be and what kind of features would it have holy shit <laughs> starhead body axe would definitely be a guitar with a built-in tape, tape back, space, space echo. echo and it would be probably a fender gnl or maybe a jazz master or a jaguar somewhere in that realm uh-huh two sets of double humbuckers with a space echo embedded in it so your actual tone is that you know you can always put a pedal on after and that's cool but imagine your actual guitar was like you hit it and it just was like <laughs> you're like oh my god like, was, the guitar has been pretty much the same model more or less for like the history of guitar like they've made some different yeah. changes but like you would think by now they would have shit coming off the neck and stuff and like all kinds of like yeah. you could have instead of a wah-wah pedal it's a wah-wah hand on your thing or something you know I don't know. Yeah, they got whammy parts and stuff. I mean, Prince was a really, really revolutionary guitar player, Ooh. and he had people build him some really, really badass guitars. Yeah. And as well, the uh, lead guitar player for King Gizzard and the Lizard That's Wizard. Your band. Dude, I love those guys, man. Huge fan. They support skateboarding and everything that we're doing. Uh -huh. uh, and dude, he's he's got people making him all these crazy guitars. He has like this sg but it's a 12 string and that's that that's what he did nanagon infinity uh -huh. with and then well he had a microtonal guitar which was the it was the it looked like a banana kind of <laughs> then he made an album out of that devo had the cloud all, guitar oh yeah exactly stuff like that where it's just oh that's rad yeah. you know but prince he played the super bowl and he played purple rain on the on the symbol and it was the guitar and it was raining and it was everything was purple and it was just that was like one of the most legendary so, performances yeah. of all. my wife saw him on his last tour wow yeah. that's legendary dude yeah. wish that i could see prince play and then he passed away and i didn't get the chance Same. to him out of the history of music in the united states we we talk about this and wrestle with this a lot with people what are your thoughts on the top like american band of all time like of like all time. the u.s's version of the beatles you know like who's who's the best Ooh. of all time yeah that is like a really really hard question because i'm just a fan and a lot i'm actually a fan of a lot of music not from america yeah, you same. know what are some of the top, like, just give me a top five list of like some, just some stuff pop, pops in your head and we could take okay, it Okay. Well, sometimes we change it up. So maybe we'll change it up because I, I agree with you, but like rock and rock and roll, people say, you know, Aerosmith, Van Halen, uh, shit, I can't even think off the top of my head, but then it gets into Devo. And then that gets into like, well, what's the best American punk band of all time? And then is Devo punk and then black flag and like bad brains. And like, so we <clears throat> kind of have like a lot of discussions going on, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's just like for me, bad brains for me, bad brains yeah. and guns and roses have the two best albums of all time in from American band. like that. 
it just gets me pumped. Like when it's like, it's so easy and Brian Anderson skating or, or no, it was a uh, Brian skate to a different song, but my Michelle, but like, it's just like all that shit brings up all like your, when, when you're young and that's when you're like learning about things. So like, that's what gravitates towards me. Uh, a lot of people yeah. say Eddie Van Halen. So Van Halen, but uh, you kind of kind of wonder like, Okay, but are we talking about David Lee Roth Van Halen or are we talking about Sammy Hagar Van Halen? Because those are two different bands and I wasn't really down with Hagar. (laughs) But as far as like the depth of that conversation, like the best, like what is the best? Personal interpretation of music. Like I said, you know, what is it? A guitar, a fucking drum set, bass, drums, you know, maybe a little bit of keys and guitar sprinkled in, but the song, yeah, that's song everyone plays all the same instruments basically right. so it's really common ground yeah uh, but i think that like as far as like a rock and roll band out of the list you had just said like my personal favorite is listening to bad brands bad brand. because i like getting hyped up in the right. van and fuck shotgunning a beer and trying to launch some shit down a yeah. rail or like and i feel that energy i've been to a bad brain show and Dude, the security, it was a circle stage in Phoenix. I was there. And yeah. You were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. That and then, played with him. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, dude, we know what's insane? When me and you were watching Andre Nicotina play for um for K-Walks, right? Was it K-Walks? No, it was Jamie Foy's party. Yeah. So he- and, dude, the look on me and your face, we looked at each other. We're singing every lyric. And we just it, like this we're so unreal. I know. Dude, it was such a crazy <laughs> show. That was crazy. Yeah, the year be- at Wes's when uh Naughty by Nature came out. Ah! I looked over at Alyssa and heard her girlfriend are like like their head was blown. <laughs> they were just like, No, it's this crazy. is not happening. Yeah, that's the my favorite thing is like uh we're talking about Sony, we're talking about rock and roll, like, but when you put those two things together and right. you're like one of your homies gets a skater of the year and then nicotina plays and then like all of us just get to be together and have like that experience like that's what it's about so dude. that's that's I'll, where i i'm agreeing with you on this because a lot of people say aerosmith's the best band of uh, of all time for us because they've won all these awards they have tons of material and this and that and and i say for me i've never put a aerosmith album on and went to skate or 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 went yep. to a concert or went out to get hyped like it's never been my go-to yep. i did yep. i did do karaoke to an aerosmith song with leo <laughs> romero for his uh for his uh skater of the year surprise we went to a bar and we did dream on and oh my <laughs> yeah God. but um no i think That's i think lit. like ramones uh Devo, Bad Brains, like those are the ones that kind of like, I mean, they didn't have as much material, but they were so influential in a way to like the people that mean a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. Keith, uh, Keith Gibbs that runs plus Orlando. Well, his favorite is Devo. And so he is always playing old Devo tracks and like firing it up. And like, that's some shit I can jive Devo's with, tough you know? to beat. They have a lot of, and not to mention that fucking the main guy does so much music for movies and all the, like there's so many yeah. m- movies that he's scored. 
dude, you know, it's just the craziest thing. Like, think about the feeling this gives you. Like, twist away the gates of Yeah. Come on. Oh, dude. They played for free in front of the city hall in SF, like 98 or 99. Was fucked up. Such a beautiful band. And then they actually do a lot of cool stuff with time signatures, which is rad because, like, I've, you know, with Starhead Body, the band, we play with a lot of different musicians. And do we always slip into these crazy time signatures and stuff? And it's really an influence from that yeah. band, you know, influence me on music. Who level. are some bands that are out now that you would love to like go on the road with that? Like, oh, if I could open for these guys, they're they're rad right now. Ohm. You ever heard of Ohm? Is it O-H-M? Um, it's just O-M. O-M. Okay. I don't know. They have a song at <clears throat> he goes, Om Triyam Yajom Yajam Ahesudam Dim Push Divadhamam Odvadakandika Vanhana Nokcho Nokshiyam Onlitade. And it's this female singer, and I think it's the drummer from Sleep. Ooh, yeah. okay. And I don't know who else makes up the band because I've like, decided that i don't want to know what people look like because sometimes it kills the band for me yeah but ohm is like something i can listen to every day of my life and it's a lot they're low tempo numbers in like minor scales but dude it resonates like insane and i think the stuff that we're working on with uv ways really resonates with ohm and oh. really heavy in like drum and bass category you know really dark and thick and mm-hmm. a lot of the um by the way i was singing that based off of my head but i don't speak hindi so i can't like really understand each of those like little pieces of it i mean i don't want to offend anyone by you know trying uh, to yeah. sing along but the core root of the music resonates with me on such another level and it's just like that would be a dream to play with Ohm on tour. That would be like insane. Well, let's make it happen. And then as far as like Starhead Body goes, it's a little bit more pop indie driven. And mm-hmm. I think that like if I could tour with Animal Collective, like Ooh. I would be just right up my alley. And I feel like the music that we're working on currently, because um uh the mid mid time somewhere in 2021 starhead body had released a full-length record that we worked on the year before and there was a full piece engineered by nicholas stein with um josh unger on drums and then myself doing vocals and guitar and and we all played keys and then it was a really fun project and it had some really rad stuff in it but it was like the leading into what i think is the capability and I don't see Starhead Body as wanting to be a big rock and roll band. I feel Mm. like wanting to like add in some flavor. Like on December 3rd, I have a three piece or a three song little EP that I had recorded on our solar setup on the Mesa. And I engineered it and recorded all the stuff. So I've been really focusing on the, you know, the engineer. You're a busy ass dude. I can't stop. I'm telling you. You do you drink coffee? Um, yeah, coffee will be great. Thank you. Yeah, coffee and then drink a lot of beers because they just keep me going, you know. Okay, just keep me going, you know. Good, 
And that's, that's like the secret motive behind it. Like I used to smoke a lot of pot, but like this past two years, you know, I haven't been smoking that much pot at all. It's crazy. Kind of like, just like maybe hit. Does it slow you down a little? Now I get stoned and I'm like, dude, I'm right. Super low tempo acoustic. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I had to stop. I was just like, I think it got too good. Like I was like boom 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 and all of a sudden they like up the quality and i was like oh, peace out I'm is that the weed is like 38 percent thc weed i like hit it once and so, i'm like yeah it's gnarly these ball. days <laughs> like, absolutely um, big props to all the weed smokers out there i mean dude like fucking tipping my hats to y'all dude i've been smoking weed since i was 13 years old and like now it's just like taking me out <laughs> Well, the Hemi down in fucking San Diego handles business like stoned out of his mind. I'm like, dude, you can. And then it's just like so rad. Everybody like the way Tyson Peterson skates. Oh, yeah. Big bumbas, dude. All day. (laughs) And dude, he'll just like, hey, Evs, I need some fucking hype. And I'm like, put on Slayer and like. "Ah!" (laughs) On the craziest rail in 5.0, like 18 stair rail first try. And then like, oh. we're riding away and we're all just like, what just happened? Like, he's just like, dude, I didn't even know I was so stoned. I just had to do it. It's like, dude, if I was that high, like I would have been in the van fucking listening to my low tempo number from the night before. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is a tough one, but you have seen a lot. Seen a lot. But I'm can, you put, can you put your finger on one of or the gnarliest thing you've seen happen on a skateboard where you were there? Uh, one, Pedro Barras, Tampa Pro, 2020. We were on the deck, and he attaches Roman candles <laughs> to his skateboard, and he drops in, grinds over the love seat as fast as he can, and then we thought they went out. <laughs> By the time he got to the quarter pipe, he launched up double overhead. And then the fucking bottle rocket just exploded off his back. It was, or a Roman candle just goes boom, <laughs> right when he hit the apex of his air. No way. Yeah. And it was like probably one of the raddest things that I had seen in a long time. And we're like ah. sitting on top of the like Vulcan bus and like I actually got robbed that night. Cause I was like too Ooh. faded. I fell asleep in the car with the doors open and then we uh, robbed the no hotels van got robbed <laughs> and it was my fault. And I had to buy my friend a new camera. We lost a computer and Ooh. we have these like little 25 cent cameras that my buddy Alex elder uses. He's the one who does all the editing and stuff for no hotels. Okay. For the video stuff and the skate parts. So he uses BX and then he uses this little 25 cent handy cam but it's got like a backlight feature on it. So he's been going on eBay, finding these cameras and like stocking <laughs> up because like they're finicky, you know, uh-huh. little high eight cameras, but they have this little backlight thing and it just saturates the shit out of it and like blows it out. And that's like what we like to look at, you know, a lot, uh-huh. of, a lot of music recorded onto tape, but in the video world, that's kind of the equivalent, you know, something that has a feeling, you know, like when mm-hmm. the hockey video came out, I don't know how exactly they had done that, but I'm assuming it had some sort of interface with a high def and an analog capability, cap, uh, like 
component. And so it's definitely like, dude, that's been like the highlight of this whole conversation is what are you making? How are you making it? Oh, it has to have a feeling. It has to have a fabric. What, how's it going to stand out? Yes. The skateboarding is good. Everybody's good at skating, but what, mm. do you, what are you trying to portray as a brand? What are you trying to portray as a musician? You know? Mm-hmm. And so that's like a, a really good thing I think for everyone to keep their mind at and to not let falter because like, did you can hear Eddie Van Halen play two chords and it might sound like the best goddamn chords you've ever heard in your entire life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When Aerosmith sings, when the fucking, when he sings the leads, they mm-hmm. are so amazing and so in tune that they're just, it's just like next level, you know? Mm-hmm. So as a musician, as a skater, I think like I've been really trying to just like less is more finite the things that I'm actually passionate about and allow other people to jive. I don't think everybody has to like it. I don't care. I don't care about mm-hmm. any of that. I just care to be helping the supply, you know, helping the feeling, the fabric, the real shit. I read a really interesting article this morning and it talked a lot about losing the fear of being judged and stop judging other people. Mm-hmm. And- if you have judging in your DNA, you're going to be scared to be judged. Yeah. But if you stop judging other people, then you can try to be more creative with that out that worry thing that like, but what if they say, who cares what they say? Are you stoked? Yeah. Do you like it? You know, like I I've been doing since, especially since this pandemic, my whole deal is I want to laugh every day. I want to learn something new and I want to progress in something. If you do one or all those things, you had a rad day. Mm-hmm. So like oh, that's oh, and, oh. and like I'm not competing against my neighbor or the guy across the country. I'm competing against me. Yeah. Like if I if I learn kickflips, maybe I want to learn heel flips today. I, you know, like I don't care that anybody else already can do triple heel flips. I can't do them. <laughs> yeah. I got to fucking learn that shit. You know, like be the best I can be. That's it. You know, as, as cliche as it sounds like some of these cliches were cliche for a reason because like they're true. No, it's true. So yeah. as a, as a, you know, a human on this planet, what are the things day to day that really inspires you to have that perspective? You know, like why, why do you feel that way? Is it because some things in the world are really, really tough and you do feel like with the internet and everything that everything is judged and that you can't put out something like, where does that, where does that come from? Yeah. It's frustrating because I mean, I was going to ask you about that too. It's like once, I mean, we always talk about it and I hate, okay. So here's long story short. I grew up never wanting to be the guy saying back in my day, I hated older people saying that now that I'm older, I have to say it because things have changed. I'm not saying that I'm not trying to acclimate to now and that I hate now. I'm just saying when I was younger, Mark Appleyard put a video part out for flip and we watched it every day for a year. There was no like 400. uh, Huh? Really? Sorry. Placebo. Yeah. Yeah. Every me and every you. And then I went to see placebo who I had never even heard of Mm -hmm. because Appleyard turned me on to that. Yeah. That is this huge thing. Oh yeah. Whereas Today, Apple Yard puts a tray flip up. It still butters, but there's four billion things that come after that. And it's like, 
I don't know. To me, everything's watered down and it's just crazy. Like I get it. Skateboarding got more popular. Everyone rips. Felper used to say even the goons rip. Oh, yeah. Why are we judging who's goons and who's not? Yeah. I don't know. It's in our DNA. Yeah. As a guy who makes videos and stuff like you're always trying, you know, just skateboarding too. you're always trying to like outdo your last thing. But what I was curious with you is like in this in this era, someone as yourself, I mean, you skate a lot. You have a lot of footage. But how do you differentiate between, hey, dude, I kind of just don't want to put anything on the gram at all. And I just need to go buck and put out this rad part. Or is that mentality kind of like losing steam? And it's just like, who cares? We don't need to make these epic parts anymore. I, that's where I, I think a lot of people have different uh, outlooks on this. I think that obviously it's really valuable to be involved in our current skateboard state, which part of it involves, you know, putting stuff out on Instagram. And I really like seeing art and skateboarding and even musicians and tattoo artists and all the cool things that the world's doing. There's a place where you can actually find something that you can relate to. And if you take it too serious, it's going to influence you incorrectly. And then you're going to start changing yourself to be like something else. That's not what it's for. The origination of all this stuff was a platform for you to pour yourself into a photograph right. app, a video app where people can be hilarious vine, you know, yeah, things that you'd see that would fucking crack you up and put that smile on your face. Yeah is that on the internet there is that on instagram you know there is that in all the platforms yeah to spark your creative creative juice but it's not to like live in a negative like oh god everything sucks and judge this but it's easy to get burnt out on it when you have when you're following a lot of people and you see a lot of things you know and i think that's not what it's about of course be involved in it put some footage out there put little things on the instagram or you know, do things that, you know, promote what you're working on, what you're passionate in. Like anytime I see somebody being like, hey, I just made a new album. Check it out. I'm a skateboarder. Like, oh, well, you're differentiating your life and I want to see what kind of music you're playing. And then I can hear more about what type of person you are. Things mm. like that, you know, being in a vulnerable state, the Internet's great for that. But that does that has nothing to do with putting out a video part. If you are going to be a skateboarder. Are you going to fucking be a musician and not make an album? No. Right. Fucking work your ass off in the studio with your band, crank some shit out and then put your fucking shit on the line. That's how Mm. we do it. That's what Thrasher is about. That's a platform for us to fucking make our albums, put them out to the people and then rock and hold our shit high. Now outdoing yourself doesn't fucking matter. Mm. Dude, your worst part, somebody can like that the most. Yeah. You know, so I, it's all ob- objective. Gnarly, inner, uh, gnarly, gnarly injury where I was, you know, I had a broken foot for a year and a half and I couldn't skate. And then afterwards, I made a comeback part and it was the Grimple video. And that uh. was a comeback part because I was skating on a fucking hurt, hurt foot, you know, with a bunch of metal and shit in it. And like a kid came up to me the other day and he's like, dude, fucking Grimple video. That was my favorite part that you made. And I was like, dude, I was so hurt. Like, thank you. That means the world to me. And it's like, that is the, that is what we're involved in. Like, it's about that feeling that fucking, yeah. it's about that feeling. And what does it do for you? Does it hype you up? Great. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to make sure that 
it is well known to the entire skateboard industry that it's not okay to not just put out any video parts and just skate on Instagram. Like that is not a career. I mean, to each his own, but that's not a career that I would like to indulge in. Like yeah. I to make parts and I want to make them more classic, more timeless. I'm working harder on the part I'm working on right now. I'm going to spend more time doing it. You know, I had been in the past where uh, I'm going to make these three parts a year and put out a lot of stuff so that I could be a part of it. And it's like, no, if you need to take your time. Now I'm going yeah. to take my time. I'm going to put right. out something maybe towards the end of next year, give myself a full year and a half to put something out that I'm really, really proud of and spend a bunch of money on dope music rights and support a label. And then right. put that shit out there. And then I'm going to hold it really, really high because, well, I mean, I've, I've made a lot of parts, you know, but if you're in your, your place in a career, say like Roman, like, dude, I want to see, I want to see some footage. Like what I know, like what he has going, the homies video part is insane. Yeah. When the world sees that stuff, that's his like pro part launch. Like yeah, made that little video just to let everyone know that, you know, we have this involvement going on and Roman is like, you know, he's in the the squad. But when you see his part that he's been working on for a while, it is outstanding. You know, great. Just like the Chima part, just like the K-Walks part on this other level where they really had spent a lot of time and focused in on their craft. And Mm. I mean, I don't think it is actually like, okay to be a skateboarder and not be focused on these things. Like even my, one of my best friends, Chris Blake, he worked his ass off coming out here to California and he made his video part and fucking Cole put it up on Thrasher and it was amazing. And it fucking a lot of people and he held it fucking down for Florida. You know what I mean? And that's sick. What else is it about? I want to see more fancy lad videos. I want to see more horrible videos. I want to see more videos in general. I want to see small rise pyramid country, no hotels. You know, I want to see these platforms being used for the right thing, you know, and like all the way up to the Supreme video being on Pornhub. Great. Put that shit out, dude. Let me see some fucking shit, dude. I got, I got love for everybody and everything that Uh. I'm doing. And, this is a like a like I say. This is our safe place. This is the, this is a place where you can be not judged. You can't. You're not going to be racially discriminated here. You know. You're not going to be treated incorrectly here. This is the fucking place for you to be yourself, and then put that shit out and be involved. You know. And that's an, mm. that's really inspiring. Even just hearing that come out of my mouth because like I'm grateful and thankful to like be able to say that about what we do like everybody else that works nine to fivers they can't say that and like i'm fucking proud to be a goddamn skateboarder you know straight up you just influenced somebody dude i'm it's so good to have you here man I'm, i really appreciate it thanks schmidt dude cool catching up i love picking your brain i like your whole mentality is always just like uh, it's really good i mean that day that we did the one where uh frank was doing it and stuff just being in there and feeling that energy and stuff like you and frank have a great chemistry too um yeah the new grimple video i'm so excited to see what they're gonna well, do i know dude. I, the whole grimple thing's just epic i think it went like 
it just went like, and they were like, ooh, okay. Dude, it was a, I mean, a, Pete and Frank are amazing humans. It was a fake company. And then, then they decided, oh, we're going to make it a real company. <laughs> and like, dude, that's the thing. It's like, if you're as legendary as Frank, then like, fuck, of course you're going to have a company and then you can do it. Yeah. Fuck you want with it. <laughs> yeah. As legendary. it turns out, when you know what you're doing, you can <laughs> let it ride. Sorry, hey, on our, oh, that's all good. Um, <laughs> on, on the way out, can we just do a couple of this or that questions? Yeah. Okay. What I we got, got a, it. We got. I got. Okay. We got. We got candles or incense. Both. Both. Dude, we got I like a, a good, nog- like a good candle while I'm driving. Nice mahogany scented candle. And then I love a good incense while I'm cooking dinner. Or if I smoke a cigarette in the van and it smells like shit. Okay. For incense, are we going Nag Champa or Palo Santo? Neither. Anything from India. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. India is a place of sight, sound, and taste. Of course, their incense are going to be better than everybody else. <laughs> oh, I, I like this. All right. Peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese? Grilled cheese with a little bit of mayo and a little bit of mustard. You mix those together European style and then voila, boom, sourdough and cheddar, obviously. Mm. Uh, skate and destroy or skate and create? Both. You better get out there and fuck some shit up. You better skate and destroy. But at the same time, try to make something new and try to push yourself to put something out that's yours, you know? And that's about, you have to create that inside yourself, you know? I think that's important. Net, Fender or Gibson? Both. <laughs> dude, are you going to give me the hardest questions, dude? <laughs> I have a Gibson a Fender, of course. Okay, how about this one? Clear grip tape or printed grip tape? Printed grip tape, but it just depends on what you're printing on it garbage on it then i don't fucking care i'd rather have black grip tape okay here it is i say this every time i gotta get a new spiel because i keep i'm running this one into the ground but you walk into the bar you're a little bummed but you look over and you see a crew that you're like hmm those guys seem like they could be my bros i'm gonna go to the jukebox and rock this motherfucking house out what am i putting on oh shit (laughs) well i mean personally i would put on Children of the Coyote Women by All Them Witches. Ah. And it's a little bit of a low temper number, but it's one of my favorites off their new album. And it's just crazy. And just one other thing. I can't believe this is even a real thing, but DC did a collab with fucking basically 10 to 15 different artists. The list is absolutely insane. They're not selling this vinyl. It's all covers of fucking Masters of the Universe. Oh, really? Dude, here's the lineup. Sweet Leaf. We got fucking Sarah Linton, Jay Maskus. Goes down, Surfboard is playing. Ooh. Danny Miller. Danny Way plays em- Embryo on guitar. UV Way is the band I'm in. I'm on vocals, Robbie Stabler on drums, a lot on bass, 
Alan playing a violin solo. We're playing Children of the Grave. And then Orchard by Lou Barlow. And what? The Spits are doing Lord of This World. King Kong doing Solitude. And then the Melvins do Into the Void. Where can you get this? It's not something that you can buy. It's something that like is going to be promoed. But I think these these are going to be worth a lot of money. It is just like the craziest thing ever to be on an album with Jay Maskus. Dinosaur Jr. Big fan of Jay. Such a big fan, dude. This is crazy. I mean, Dinosaur Jr. Earlier conversation has to be in that for me. Oh, exactly. (laughs) As far as like our skateboarding heritage and our fucking punk mentality, like what does what jives you? Yeah. Come on, Jay. He's insane. Come on. Yeah. And he plays that that alien balls which I'm a huge fan of. And he plays in Witch, which I love too. He plays yeah, drums he plays in Witch. Drums in Witch, he kills. Ah, oh, dude. Yeah. I, I'm fucking... Uh, so, so we, but, are, are any of those songs digital or no? Just vinyl. That's oh, it. Oh, shit. Okay. Just on vinyl. It's the craziest thing ever. But, okay, to take it back to the question that you're saying. I mean, this is the song we want to put on to end the pod with. it. And if there is like a crew... In the fucking club, and I'm like, dude, you guys are badass. Like, I'm gonna go straight <laughs> to the jukebox. I'm gonna put on "Hooked on a Feeling," straight up. <laughs> on a feeling. I'm hot yeah, feeling. come on, oh, dude. Shit. It's a bar. What are you doing? Yeah, there we go. Hey, do you ever do you do do you ever dabble with karaoke, or are you just only pro? Oh yeah. You want to know what my go-to song is? Yeah, Moana. Really? I've been staring at the edge of the water for as long <laughs> as I can remember, never really knowing what. <laughs> wow. Dude, uh, Wes Kramer's, his is a twist and shout. Twist really? and shout. Dude, he loves that one. <laughs> I love Wes Kramer. God damn it. I miss you guys, man. Are you going to ever no. coming up to SF at all? Visit us. Dude, as soon as I, as soon as I get there, I'm coming straight over, dude. I want to interview somebody else. I want to be on the other side of this freaking thing. Let's do it, dude. I want to say too, thank you so much for having me on your show. And dude, I'm i uh, I'm a really big fan. Keep it up. And thanks for being the really core grounded skateboarder that you are. It resonates with me deep, deep. And Needs to be more people like you, Schmitty. So, you know, big mm. all love and thanks for doing what you do. I love you, dude. I appreciate you very, very much. And uh, this this has been a moment I've been waiting for, looking forward to. And uh, I can't wait to see how this year unravels. I know that you're going to be a part of it. I know you're going to be a part of next year. I know you're going to be a part of every year. And I just, that's yeah. what's rad. Me and I don't know if you know who Tim McKenney is, but he, he comes in, helps me sometimes with my podcast. He's an old pro skater from think. And, uh, we commonly are talking about you as skater of the decade. Oh man. Thank you, dude. Now, I mean, you'll be alive on this planet. I'm happy to be on my feet and active and yeah, I'm ready to, I don't feel like I'm just getting started, dude. Like, I don't know. Keep the wheels greased. Till the wheels fall off. 20 more real prime mental years. And I'm really going to take care of myself and my body and everyone around me to make sure that I can just keep going, keep skating, keep making tunes, dude. You know? Hell yeah. 
Definitely. Dude, uh, good luck with Uma and everything too. So if you can send some stickers, I, I got a little yeah. collection I got on my thing here. We got to get some up there. Oh, I got you some, I got the perfect one for your wall right there. So sick and like the dudes that plus have been really cool too i i've appreciate them they like bought like a, a big run of stuff to sell of mine at their shop oh. and i was like yeah. yeah i was like dude that's that guy keith i was so stoked yeah, i was keith like oh man fucking, he's a he's a real real solid homie and never rad um, no hotels is just so great and we're not trying to make a lot of money as a brand we're just trying to get enough money to get in the van and get our homies out skating, you know, trying to get it. That's what I always say. You're just trying to make enough money to keep it going. Yeah. Like I need to get money to make more stuff. I need to make money to get to another place or like, yeah, I'm not trying to buy a yacht. Ever. Dude, we just need some, <laughs> some gas money, dude. Like it's what it's about. It's a little bit of solar panels and a little bit of gas and we're good. All right. Well, dude, hit me up when you're heading this way. Um, Thanks. Can't wait to see you in real life. All right, I really appreciate this. Big love, all right? We love you. Cheers. Cheers. Later, bro. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's all right.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.